0: From the ESPN 690 and
1: and Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. Hey, welcome in Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. It is football at five on a Friday, so let's begin with basketball because I had a thought. <laughs> uh, the Did you see Clay Thompson about like the? All seventy-five team or whatever. Are we already up to? I remember the NBA All Fifty team,
2: yeah,
1: um, or whatever they called it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was like, Oh wow, we've already gone from fifty to seventy-five that quick. Like I remember yeah. the fifty team, like when I felt like it was just a few years ago. <laughs> yeah. Now we're on seventy-five. But Clay Thompson said he was disrespected for not being on the team. I don't know if I agree with him.
2: Like, if I think of the seventy-five great players. So is it the top 75 players for this year? I mean, that's what I'm trying to figure out here. Because like, I have to see this list and what he's mad about. Because if we're talking the top 75 players of the past decade or so, maybe you have an argument. If we're talking about yeah. the 75 of this year, I mean, then, yeah, I think. Okay, so here we go. Thompson woke up Friday, still irate, not being on the 75 best players in NBA history, yeah, it's an it's an NBA history team. It's the same thing they did with like so the top. So then I'm missing 50. something here. Why would he be on it? Like, why would Draymond Green be on it? Oh, he's on it. Draymond no. Green. Okay, well then, yeah. Steph <laughs> Curry, the end. Kevin Durant, former Warrior, the end. Maybe. Yeah, it's about it.
1: But like uh, Steve Kerr, I guess uh, I don't know if he was asked this, but he said he definitely thinks Draymond and Clay are top 75 players in NBA history, and I just don't. Uh, it, this is what Clay Thompson said. Maybe I'm just naive in my ability to play basketball, but in my head, I'm top 75 all the time. And that's fine. Like, you should be. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. like
2: listen, he's a very talented player, but I just don't, I wouldn't put. So, okay, here's, here's the thing. I found the list right here. Here, I'm going to give you like 70 through 75. You tell me where Clay Thompson ranks. So, 75, rounding off the list is Dwight Howard. Okay. Uh, Dave Cohen, 74. Okay. Former self. Nikolai Jokic is number 73, just won the NDP award. Okay. Uh, Paul Arizon, 72. Okay. Bob Lanier, 71. Yeah. And Bob then Earl er, 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 uh, er Monroe is, is 70. Yeah, Willis I mean, Reed, 69. Yeah,
1: Listen, yeah. So Pete Maravich is 68. There's so many people Come that on. aren't going to be on the – like, people aren't going to know some of those older names. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah I mean yeah. Bob Lanier is a terrific player. Like, some of those guys are – legendary players and, and were and now top of mind names like clay thompson and draymond green you're like oh yeah you know no they're so, not like if, yeah. if i say clay thompson i'm not like, where is steph curry on the list um
2: well, i was gonna say so in terms of three-point shooters like you know clay thompson is ray allen's 55 okay so that kind of sets the the pace a little bit too um steph curry is 15 all time yeah
1: well between
2: carl you know. malone and julius erving I wonder how Julius Irving
1: feels about that. Like, Dr. J, right behind Dr. J is Steph Curry. Yeah. I don't know. But he has changed the game. He has changed the game. He was terrific last night,
2: too. Did you see who number one is, by the way? What? Is it not Michael Jordan? Not Michael Jordan. Is it Will Chamberlain? No. Uh, Let's LeBron James.
1: They put LeBron. Who did the the list? The USA Today. They put LeBron. Okay, LeBron's so number one. So they're obviously trying to get some talkers going. Of, of course. So of course. who's
2: Sue, Michael? Two, Michael, then Kareem, Wilt, Magic Johnson, Bill Russell, Shaquille O'Neal, Kobe Bryant, Tim Duncan, Larry Bird.
1: Ooh, ooh, Larry Bird coming at number 10. Larry Bird behind Tim Duncan. Are you kidding me? Hey. Are you kidding me? What do you, Larry Bird buddy, behind Tim Duncan? Mr.
2: Fundamental? Why? Because he was I mean, what do you, what do you listen? You're a Larry okay.
1: Bird hater, but Larry Hurt Bird behind Tim Duncan is a bunch of bull bleep.
2: And are you saying that because of the style of play? Because if you think that Larry Bird was so much more exciting than Tim Duncan, you better watch your film again. You better check the tape a little bit. Larry Bird is way more exciting. Okay. Than- and Tim Duncan. Give me that top 10 again. LeBron James, Michael Jordan, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Wilt Chamberlain, Magic Johnson, Bill Russell, Shaquille O'Neal, Kobe Bryant, Tim Duncan, Larry Bird. Man, the fact that Tim Duncan's going to get a documentary before Larry Bird does, mm, that's a shame. By the way, n- number 11's Kevin Durant. How do you feel about that? I well, feel like I shouldn't read this list now because it's only going to make you upset. Well, I, I feel like... Yeah.
1: Yard is 24. I'm trying not to be... See, what I do on these kind of lists is I feel like I give the nod to the yesteryear guys. Mm -hmm. But I think what these lists try to do is kind of incorporate the today guys. Mm -hmm. But it's hard for me to say right now that, like, you could have LeBron, Durant, Steph Curry, all in the top 15 on this list. Now, LeBron has earned his way into that. But to be top 15 on this list when you're still playing doesn't feel... I don't know. It just doesn't feel right to me uh, because I feel like your legacy grows like almost as you retire. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So maybe, but maybe Kevin Durant will become like a top six guy by the time his legacy ends. And the thing I would say in favor of both of those players is that they really help change the game. Like those guys are changing the game, right? I mean, Durant have been a seven foot guy to be able to do what he does. Very few in in the history of the game have been able to do that. Uh, Steph, Obviously, has changed the
2: way the game is played with the three-point shot, right? No, for sure. So I'm going to be honest. I'm looking down this list some more, and, and we're going to stop talking about this because I see it, who's number 56, and, and I'm done. I'm, I'm, I'm out of here. We're all you the way down topic. to 56. New topic. He's between Ray Allen and Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving made the list? 57. <laughs> he, th- this guy is ahead of Damian Lillard, Kamaral anthony Trace McGrady, Vince Carter. Manu Ginobili. <laughs> really? Manu Ginobili is the 56th greatest basketball player of all time, according to USA Today. And I'm done. I'm done. What, what did he bring to the game? The fact that you, you, you can flop and get away with it for a little bit? That's what <laughs> I remember Manu from.
1: Yeah, this is kind of a weird list.
2: I'm mad that we spent so much time talking about it now. I saw Manu Ginobili, and I'm like, I'm done. We're good. Uh, one thing... <laughs> it, it's a goofy list.
1: Where's uh, By the way, where's my man Sam Jones? He better be top 50. Uh, Sam Jones? Yes.
2: Boston Celtic, great, lives here in Jacksonville. Well, I, I thought he was an R- R&B, uh, like a, a jazz musician. <laughs> I, kids I, don't, these days. I don't see Sam. I'll be honest. I don't see Sam Jones. Sam Jones isn't on that list. He's not on the Sam, list. Who did the Hall of Fame? Who did, like, the top 50 list? Because they these guys didn't do that list. Brett, I'm yeah. telling you right now, Sam Jones is not on the list. <laughs> Guy would nine nine rings. Yeah, but was he riding coattails? Was he a, was he a standout player? Yes, he was a standout okay. player. He a scorer.
1: Yes, he should be on the list. Not on the list, sorry. It's a goofy list. It's a stupid list. USA Today, you suck. It's a terrible <laughs> list. If you have Tim Duncan uh, ahead of Larry Bird, your list sucks. I mean, is this, All right, is this not the right
3: list that I'm looking at here? Hey, uh, where did you say Carmelo was? I was working on something, wasn't paying attention. Carmelo's
2: I mean, uh, was like 58 or 59. Yeah, 58, 59. I mean, Mario Ginobili's better than Carmelo, apparently. Uh, no, so cool. Kamal Anthony is fifty-eight. Dame Lillard's fifty-nine. Manu Ginobili
3: fifty-six. Dame Lillard? Who they made Lillard's uh, on that list? I know we've been through this, but yeah. like I said, who who made this list? USA Today. I'm done reading. Yeah, not gonna subscribe.
2: Not gonna let him subscribe. USA Today. Not a chance. Dennis Rodman sixty-four. Okay, that makes sense. Kind of weird skill set to be on a list like
3: that. Does it but. make sense?
2: Yeah, but he, again, I mean, he I was mean, so what are we valuable. Talk? Yeah, are we talking like what he meant to the game? I don't know what this list even is. Because <laughs> didn't he win a few times? What's that? Oh, I'm of sorry? he did, yeah. yeah, yeah so he, how made, is he, he was, be- he was, he was ha- a game changer. So yeah. how is
3: he behind Carmelo Anthony? And I'm a Carmelo fan, but, like, that just doesn't make sense. Well, I think, I think
1: Carmelo being ahead of Rodman doesn't surprise me because he was so singularly, well, I guess Rodman was defense and rebounding, right? Mm-hmm. But, I mean, the league is about scoring, you know, and most most of those guys are going to win out. Carmelo, I know he doesn't win, but I mean, his skill set and
2: what he's accomplished in the league obviously is. Yeah, terrific, and he's still so. doing the dang thing. Yeah, like, yeah. But doesn't longevity mean, I guess, not in this list? R- Russell Westbrook, number 39. Cool. And where's Giannis on the list? Oh, t- hey. 24. 24. He's 24. like 24 of years of old, and he's time? already on this list. Of all he's time. already on an hey. all time list, and hey. he's like 24 Giannis years Adekampo old. Giannis outside of Kempo is right between Scottie Pippen. And
3: Bob Pettit? Bob Petit. <laughs> That's the yes. dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. That Giannis Adekombe was number 24? Yeah.
2: yeah.
3: yeah. Of the all-time basketball. Yeah. This dude that did one thing one time. Dude, I mean, he's got the immigrant
2: mentality, okay? The guy plays old-school-style basketball. I think he's going he's gonna to thrive in any era. Yeah. He shouldn't be on that.
3: List. Any arrow without a shot clock violation at the free throw line, he's good to go. Your basketball takes are worse than your fantasy team. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he should not be on the list. All right. S- screw the list. Thank you. Um the bottom line is if Tim Duncan is ahead of Larry Bird on any list, then the list is uh, off. See, the mean, bottom line. That is the bottom line. Don't play Larry Bird
2: hate. There's nobody Tim Duncan wouldn't say he's better than Larry Bird. Yeah, because he's humble. He wouldn't say that because Tim Duncan's the nicest don't. guy. You if wouldn't t- say that. If okay. Tim Duncan had, like, you know, Michael, Michael Jordan wouldn't say it. Michael Jordan wouldn't say it. Magic Johnson mm. wouldn't say it. The only guy would say it would be Isaiah All right. Thomas. All right, well, <laughs> let me ask you this then. Do you think Shaq is better than Tim Duncan?
1: Oh, yeah. Yes.
2: Okay. The Shaqtis? Okay. Hold Shaq's on. number seven, Larry Bird number 10. I mean, do you think Shaq's better than Larry Bird? I
1: don't, oh. but that might come with some bias. There's some
2: the bias. The the Shaqtus. Was that actually... I never. When you uh, went to Phoenix, yeah. Okay. I yeah. was <laughs> like the Diesel, Superman, Shaktus. Big Dog, the Shaqtus. I, I don't
1: like think it. most people would put Shaq ahead of Larry Bird either on a real list.
2: Okay. I don't think. I think if you ask,
1: like, the players, I don't think they'd do that. I think that a little bit of that comes with just this mad respect for Bird's
2: game, I think, mm-hmm. but... Um, but I think in... in Shaq definitely like revolutionized the center well, position. And, though, and that's the thing, you know? right? That's the way I look at it. I think if you're looking at Durant and
1: Curry and Shaq and players mm-hmm. like that, I understand that, right? I
2: mean, you know, talk about Larry Bird, right? Steph Curry, Ray Allen—they they shoot three pointers too. By
3: the way, didn't we start this? <laughs> yeah,
2: Larry Bird didn't just shoot. shoot three
3: pointers. Didn't too. we start defense? this about Clay Thompson being mad he's not on it? Yes. <laughs> well, now if you look at the list, I understand why he's mad because the list is a joke and he's won some stuff. So, <laughs> yeah,
1: but th- 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 here's my problem with Clay. Is if he didn't have all those guys, could he carry a team? Yeah. Like some of those guys, like well, Giannis so can carry a team, right? Dame, can Clay
2: Thompson carry a team? I don't think so. Let's be honest, Dame Lillard's number fifty-nine, and That's Clay Thompson saying. is not Dame Lillard. I don't think.
3: Okay, who's who's DFL on the list? Last, sorry. Oh, Dwight Howard. Okay, then let's
1: just. And by the way, I would not put Dwight Howard on my list. It just doesn't feel right. Now I might look back at the numbers and say it. But I'm just, I go off the eye, the ear test right away. And I do this with the Baseball Hall of Fame and stuff. And I would just say, if you say, hey, 75 players all time, Dwight Howard, I'd be like, I don't think so. But then you could maybe talk me into it. Yeah. Like, he'd be on the fringe for me. I'm i
2: am trying to find more, like, current players. But Anthony Davis, number 44. He's done nothing. You know, he See, no. No. So, Clay Thompson should be mad about that. James Harden, 30. Kawhi no. Leonard twenty. Okay, this, this was just like wait, wait. Well, a I mean Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi for the two
3: Leonard back, has such a better argument than any of these other random people. That not random, but Kawhi Leonard over all these people you've said. So I wonder far when recently. they did.
1: I have to go back and look at this fifty. I don't know why we're on this for so long, but I we're on this fifty, the top fifty list, right? Mm-hmm. When they did come out with that,
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, which was a cool list. Like that was a, that was a neat thing. I wonder how many like current players when that came out were on it. It felt like yeah. more of an ode to the, to the, to the legacy players of the NBA. Mm-hmm. Um, now if you take that top 50 and then you add, basically in my opinion, you'd take that top 50 and had to add, add 25 players, <laughs> right? Yeah. And then slot them in in places and who would jump ahead? Mm-hmm. Well, certainly in the last 15, 20 years, LeBron, right? Uh, Kobe would slide way up the list probably, uh, I think Durant probably does fit. I think Steph Curry does fit. But I think some of these jokers Collisions. that are being on this list, like, no way they don't they don't fit. Awesome. I'll like, like be Dan, honest. Dame Willard does not fit on that list to Trump, like, to be in the t- 25 See, of the last 20 years. I don't no, think he does. No,
2: for sure. But if I'm building a team, though, I'm taking Dame Willard over Clay Thompson.
1: Okay,
3: but, I am. but be honest on this one. Giannis or Kawhi Leonard on that list? Not today, right now, on that list.
2: In terms of who should be higher? Yes. I mean, I think recency bias would say Giannis. Honestly, I, I do. Um, that I, is whack, bro. Well, I think I think projecting would be also. Because not just what what recency bias, but it's projecting. Yeah, it's
1: projecting. Because projecting. Because Giannis, you would project Giannis to be, at the end of the day, a better yeah. player than Kawhi Leonard, I think. Yeah. I think. Yep. Uh, now, right now, I'd probably put Kawhi Leonard because of what he's done. Giannis has just been in the league not long enough. hmm. Um, but he already has rapidly made a big impact, and I think you could project that Giannis is going to end the day as a better player yeah. than Kawhi Leonard. And some of that's a little sleepy on Kawhi Leonard just because I hope we always say his personality. I think he can almost loses slots because of that. For sure. Um, from a marketability standpoint. All right, last thing. I, I can't believe we're doing this so long on ABA. By Correct. the
2: way, did I say we're Russell Westbrook's later? No, we're see. 39. Way too high.
1: All-time. Uh, I'll tell you this, in my estimation, Chris Paul thirty five. By the way, I have this weird like affinity for Russell Westbrook as a player. I mean, I like watching him play. I think he is unbelievable. I mean, if you look at the trip if you look at his stats and the triple double records that he has, it's going to stand out whether the game has changed or not. Like I think a lot of guys could get triple doubles now that they didn't normally do that. In yeah, the past.
2: I guess that's what it comes down to. Now, you, like, to
1: his Casey has a different standing here. Like, you, you're not going to win much with Russell Westbrook. And that's been proven. But, uh, like, I would put I, a lot of the, about 10 guys that you named,
2: I would say, okay, if Russell Westbrook's ahead of those guys, I'm fine with it. See, I guess at the end of the day with this list, and they don't say the criteria, it's just the effect that they had on the, on the game of basketball. Yeah. All yeah. right. Dwight Howard won a couple dunk contests. Maybe they got him at number 75. Who knows? But. Yeah, the game's changed. Yeah, I mean, they, these I guys know, have, man.
1: I will say this, these guys have, in, those, a lot of players that have played in the last 20 years have revolutionized mm-hmm. the game. A bit, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's fair. Uh, the big man has revolutionized the game the way he plays. Steph Curry certainly has. Uh, Russell Westbrook has rewritten the record books on, on the way he plays. And, by the way, the reason I like him is because he plays so damn hard. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love that. And that jumps off the TV at me. Uh, it's weird that he can't win, even though you play that hard. But that's it's just this weird thing. Go, one, one more basketball note. Uh, Steph Curry was trending big time last night. He put on a show again. I mean, he's been he's awesome. Yeah. He really is. I, I've gone from hating the mouthpiece to now liking Steph Curry. I just can't refuse to like the guy. Um, I think he, he's fantastic. I was thinking of this last night, and I, I don't watch NBA every night. I don't watch Steph Curry every night. Has any? What's the comparison for Curry?
2: Do people make him? In terms of, like, NBA player comparisons? Yeah. Past or present? Yeah. No. I don't think there is any comparison. Because, like, if you want to talk about good three-point shooters, then, yeah, then Ray Allen. Yeah. You can mention your boy Larry Bird. But I think, like, the way that you watch – steph curry create his own shot and chuck it up from like 35 feet out like that style has now transcended into like high school kids are doing this you know like his style of basketball um has like inspired a new generation james harden can't say that like nobody can say that except steph curry i think
1: yeah well okay so to that point i was thinking of this last night and some people might like be mad at me for saying this if you're an old school basketball <laughs> guy but I feel like Steph Curry, if I were to compare him to somebody in my head, not don't go style a game and all this stuff, but, but it has the same feel and flair to it as like a pistol Pete Maravich. Mm-hmm. You know, Pete Maravich, like I used to watch him as a kid, old videos of him, like the way he handled the basketball, yeah. right? And like he, he put on, you'd, you'd be mesmerized by the way he could handle the ball mm-hmm. uh, and the things that he did. And I feel like the movements of Steph Curry the ability to get shots off, the places on the court that he does make shots from, Mm -hmm. and the regularity that he does it with, it feels in that same ilk, uh, although style-wise does it differently, but it reminds me of this Pete Maravich kind of way. So I I almost like compare... That's who comes to mind. If I think of Steph Curry, who do I think of? I don't think of Larry Bird. I don't think of Ray Allen. I think of a guy like Pete Maravich who is just this... No, I can. I, nobody else can do it that way.
2: You know what I mean? So I can see that because it's almost like you're saying when you watch Steph Curry or when you watched you know Pete Maravich, it was almost like you're watching like a, a Harlem Globetrotter. Yeah. In the, in the yeah. way like it That's just looked call. different, you yeah. know, and the way that it flowed. Yeah, I agree with that. Now, obviously Steph from a shooting stand, like yeah, he does for sure. Uh, whether you know it's driving the lane with that teardrop that he does, or if it's just literally creating his own shot out of nowhere. No, I agree with that. It just it looks like he's playing a different game of basketball than everybody else. Like yeah. he, he's the Globetrotters. He's playing the Generals. That's
1: a great call on yeah. the Globetrotter part. Yeah. yeah. It, but they, again, I understand they do it differently. I understand Pete Maravich yeah. wasn't uh, – they didn't have threes then, you okay. know, and stuff. But in more – at least I was mesmerized as a kid watching Pete Maravich – again, these are on videos. This wasn't live – of just his handle, yeah. you know, yeah. uh, and, and what he how he dribbled a basketball and yeah. all those movements. And guys do that. I mean, we loved Allen Iverson and stuff like that, but it felt different. And maybe it's also, like, the skinny guy, too. Like, not this physical specimen. Mm -hmm. And that's part the allure, I think, of Steph Curry. Like, he is not this physical specimen at all. I mean, we know that. I mean, LeBron James is. These other guys are.
2: And that's the thing, too, with, like, the the next generation of kids now. It gives you hope where it doesn't matter how big you are. Yeah. Like, if you watch Steph Curry, man, you can be the best, one of the best basketball players in the world just doing your thing with the three-point shot. Yeah,
1: he is, uh, from an entertainment value, is he the most entertaining player
2: for you Right now in the league,
1: I mean, well, Jay, I know you like of, the Bucks and you no, like the I, Giannis. And no, I, I
2: love Giannis, but actually, like must see TV. Like, w- can you believe he just did that? Yeah, and Steph Curry. It's got to be right. I'm not even sure anybody's close. I mean, Zion seemed like that, but because I, mean, I can see so many dunks. Like, I, like I, the way when Steph Curry, I can even see a, a Zion quarter. dunk in my mind. Yeah. Does he play? Here we go again. Uh, we talk about the Ball brothers again. But, like, we talk about your boy, <laughs> <laughs> no, but, All right. But I, I mean, Alonzo, whoever though. Okay. I remember the All Star game for a Zion Williamson
1: dunk. Yeah. Plus, he's starting to look like he's got a dad bod. <gasps> I had nothing to say to you. You better show him some respect. We got playing a lot of music, but you want to talk some fishing before we go to break? Cause I think Captain Rick's on. Yeah, Casey, good call. Audible. Stop the music. Play DJ. I like it. Uh let's get to Captain Rick before uh so we don't have to keep him over the break. Uh heading into the weekend. Got the fishing show in the morning, seven a.m. on ESPN six ninety. You got Captain Rick right now. What's happening, man?
4: How are we doing, Brent?
1: We're doing great.
4: Good deal, good deal. Fishing. David Borey said it was not fishing today. It was catching. He said you couldn't even call it fishing. It was so easy. Redfish, for <laughs> this early morning, late evening, low tide, low wind has been dynamite for reds. I was in my kayak last night with my fly rod. I really missed my call to you. And, uh, oh, my goodness, the, the reds were just everywhere. I couldn't stop, Brent. I couldn't stop. There were so many. <laughs> and I, I tell you what, that's a really great fishery this time of year. Haven't heard from the boats offshore yet. Now, I did hear Dave Crisp and Steve Proctor went uh, yesterday, and they did, they did pretty well on trigger fish and uh, had a few remains and sea bass to go with them. So party ground fishing Is not terrible for the bottom, but it's not as good as it's going to be once we get a little bit of cool weather. Don't see any cool weather for the weekend. Don't see any big increase in winds. But you can count on us being back on Monday to check about it with another fishing report brought to you by Workman's Quick Fix Plumbing and CSS Landscaping.
1: Thanks, Captain Rick. Appreciate it. Have a great weekend, man. Thank you, boys. All right, that will do it uh, for Austin Lane as well. He'll check out of here. We talk some high school football and we come back. Have a good weekend. Better work on that Halloween costume because
2: you got like a week. I know, Amazon Prime, better come through for me. (laughs) Don't count on it. I know. I mean, Amazon Prime's pretty good. I'm just saying Um, everything's on back order. Let's not knock Amazon Prime now. I'm not not knocking them. It's more just it's probably stuck somewhere around the globe. And are we going to give Zion Williamson an apology? No, he Uh. got dad bought. Okay. Uh. All right. He kind of does, doesn't he? I don't know. Maybe. I mean, he's just, he's a a big dude. What do you want? Yeah. All
1: right. Have a great weekend, bro. Starting to look like Big Baby Davis. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Let's not get too uh, out of control here, Brent.
3: (laughs) Hopefully he doesn't follow that path. But by the way, real quick, UFC talk.
2: Oh, Oh, yeah. Vittori, Baracho fighting this weekend. Uh, They they call him Baracho, but um, guys showed up, 10 pounds overweight, said let's fight at 190. Guys showed up to the scales weighing 205. So now the fight is going to be at 205. Wow, so they went up and they just made the fight yeah. 205? Yeah, but props to Vittori for taking part of that because he didn't have to do that at all. When are you going to so fight Paul again? Costa? Paul Acosta. I'm ask the news about that next week. Okay,
1: stay tuned. Have yeah. a good weekend. Uh, don't go anywhere. We've got some high school football talk coming up in just a couple minutes. Split scoreboard show at 9 o'clock. We'll be back on ESPN 690. I just don't try to
2: get too caught up in it and worry about things like that. You know, I'm really worried about how we, how well we do as a team, how well we do as an offense, and what
4: I can do to help the team each and every week. And how how, how can I be better rather than, uh, oh, this record's coming up, I have a chance to break this record. You know, it's like, how can I be better each and every week, be a better teammate, be a better leader of this
2: team, and go out there and take advantage of the opportunities that I get to help this team win? Hmm. That another Iceman one.
1: It
3: <laughs> sounded like a football guy. That would be a football guy who played high school in this area. That's the. That's oh, is that Derek? Club.
1: You better believe it. That's a good little transition into our <laughs> blitz scoreboard show. I'm doing terrible. I'm usually very good at this game I guessing the uh, soundbite, but not good today. Not good at all. I think mostly because I know they're not going to be Jags, so my mind's wandering as the Jags have uh, this Sunday off. Of course. Brent Martineau, no longer Austin Lane. Uh, Casey kicked him out because of his fantasy football fight uh, for the last That's half true. hour. And uh, Casey hangs around. We'll have the Blitz Scoreboard show coming up at 9 o'clock. Man, we can't tell you how much we love this show. We want you to listen to the show or watch the show, really, on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, or Twitch. And last week was a prime example again, and we do it just about every week. We have a fantastic finish that we show you live right on the air. So if you like high school football, if you're involved in high school football, uh, If you don't know about the show, you got to tune in nine until 1030. And we do some fun segments uh, highlighting some kids that aren't getting a lot of attention on the recruiting trail. And also we have our Hall of Fame coach, Kevin Sullivan, with us with some fantastic analysis, plenty of reaction scores and highlights as well. And we welcome in Kevin Sullivan right now. Coach, how are we doing? Man, doing great. What's going on? Well, you know, the Red Sox on the brink of elimination. Ah. We got the Jags win, so it's a beautiful week here in Jacksonville. We got week nine of the high school football season. Uh, Florida State might try to win three in a row on ESPN 690 tomorrow afternoon. Yep. So uh, we're a week away from Florida-Georgia game. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Happy fall, right? Oh man, it's beautiful
0: weather-wise. It's so nice. It's like football weather finally. Like maybe we no rain, no heat, no cramping. Oh my goodness gracious!
1: Yeah, we actually have had a pretty good weather overall. Knock on wood. Yeah, and uh, we're, we're a couple weeks away from the playoffs. And uh, these games, it's really wild to me. We went from talking about the stories of the season. Uh, we talk about district championships. We got another one tonight. Ed White Baker County, basically on the line. Uh, but we also now are starting to look at this RPI and the way things are done now where you get teams that look like, man, they're off to some fantastic starts and probably no doubters in or some slow starts and no doubters out. The tables have turned a little bit. I mean, yep. some of these games are, I kind of like this RPI because some of these games seem critical for these folks to make the playoffs.
0: Well, I mean, you just look at it across the board. I mean, I think we've got eight games, maybe nine games that are either going to decide. District championships or RPIs. We've got AC and Fleming, both four and three, in playing a district game tonight, and they're both fighting for RPIs. Fleming's got an outside chance of maybe sneaking in and winning, but with the loss to Fletcher, I don't think so. But man, you you've got that one. You've got Inglewood, I mean not Inglewood, you've got Providence and Episcopal, a three A and a four A fighting for RPIs to get in. Both have had decent years, not too bad. So, um, and then you've got Bishop Kenny, who started four and Now they're four and two, and they're fighting to get in uh, for RPI as well as Swanee, who's three and four. man, it's going to be wild finish.
1: Yeah, and I even think you know we talk about teams like uh, we spent a lot of time talking Creekside this year and Nice. Mm-hmm. And now all of a sudden, if they don't get a and Neese will play Fleming Island soon enough. Creekside right. is off this week, but now they probably have to beat Oakleaf and, and, or they're in trouble, and they came a field goal away uh, beating Bartram Trail last week. And so those are the uh, – tables can turn in a hurry. It, I feel like it, it has added to some of the drama. Uh, your seasons are not over if you struggle to start. And, well, if you don't finish, your season might be over.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it, like you said, you know, like Mandarin who started off maybe one and three at the start. They're four and four have been playing really well. Uh, and they're fighting for RPI with two to go, and now Sandalwood, who's probably pretty much out of it at two and five, they can be the spoiler against Mandarin, be able to keep the bragging rights in the 8A and knock it out. But we could realistically have four teams sneak in in 8A from our from our from our area around here, which is wild.
1: Yeah, you said to that, say that, the least. That's a wild one too. You said Mandarin because Mandarin didn't. As we're going along, we're like, hey, they're going to get better. They have a young quarterback, but it felt like they. They were kind of out of it early, and you're right. If they can come up with a couple wins here now, with a big win over Oakleaf last week, was, that was huge. They get Sandalwood tonight, and we're, I think we both agree. I mean, with the young quarterback, with a couple young players, and with Bobby Ramsey as the coach, this is the time where they're going to probably play their best football, and it looked like with that win over Oakleaf last week, we're, we're kind of correct.
0: Yeah, I mean, you just think of who they've beaten now, Mandy. So you've got the Oakleaf win real solid team. They beat an undefeated Ed White team who's probably going to qualify in the 5A playoff. And then they beat a Baker County team, and they're going to probably qualify in the 5A playoff. You know what I'm saying? So three of their four wins have been pretty high-quality wins against people. So, again, the win and then what finishes as they finish the season will really go a long way with them. So, um, it'll it's like I said, it's going to be interesting. Bartram gets a clinch tonight if they knock Oakleaf off. Oakleaf's probably out if they lose tonight. I don't think they get in uh with their RPI. I just don't think they will.
1: Well what's and it, it'll be interesting to see if, if Oakleaf can pull that upset. Well then Bartram Trail and Winning the district isn't a isn't a clincher. Now they, they still have to just go get a job done. I mean they're still in the driver's seat. So it could open up the storylines, and and uh, the rest of these couple of weeks still have a lot of meaning to it. Let's talk really about the big one though. I, I feel like the biggest game of the night is Ed White and Baker County. Would you agree?
0: Yeah, I think that's a big one, uh just because of so much on the line.
1: And uh, yeah, I think that's going to be a huge game out there in McLean. That place will be packed. Tonight. Oh, no doubt. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, it's a great atmosphere. Ed White's done a fantastic job. They've been very good. They can really run the football, uh, which is kind of feels like a traditional thing at Ed White anyway baker county can run it as well they're tough uh, and they will be tough that's kind of their style and, and they know how to win so big one in 25a between ed white and baker county now a fun one that really doesn't have a lot on the line but really two good football teams over the years and, and this year riverside and trinity christian this could be a low scoring affair both defense is very good riverside coming up off that loss to uh, columbia most recently they turned it over like six times or something uh so uh, both these teams licking their wounds. Uh, Trinity lost to Florida High, so good one uh, there at Trinity Christian tonight.
0: Yeah, really good game. Uh, two two powers in our area playing each other. Um, should be real exciting. I, I think it's going to come down to, I guess, the turnover battle. I mean, Riverside, and even they're 6-1, and have and been tremendous, but they're after like two and a half, three turnovers a game. And, uh, you know, it finally caught up to them against a, a good, solid Columbia team. And so now they're fighting, going to have to go on the road in the playoffs. They'll get in with the RPI, no matter, I think, no matter what happens. and um, But they're going to have to do it on the road, not the comforts of home like they've had the, in the past a few times.
1: Yeah, Columbia's wrapped up their district. They're going to go play at Madison County. That's usually a good place to play. So we'll see how Columbia handles that. Uh, the uh, sleepy game now, the sleepy good game, uh, not a sleepy game, but a sleepy good game, is Middleburg and Clay. I mean, Clay has been there before, right? Clay is, has, yep. has a really good program. Middleburg, oof, this could do wonders for them if they were to pull the upset at Clay, right? Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, they've
0: had a really solid year. Uh, they've did a good job of schedule, getting their kids some confidence. They've lost a couple of late, but the, the games are getting tougher and more meaningful. But being able to play a, a traditional power like Clay, and it's going to be a rival. You know, all those kids know each other. And they're both fighting for RPI also, So it goes a long way both ways. A clay win helps their RPI. Uh, The Middleburg win helps their
1: RPI also. Uh, University Christian at Parker, I think, has potential to be pretty good. Parker is an inconsistent team. UC is usually good, but uh, they've had some injuries to deal with. Uh, I'm going to keep my eye on that. I think most people would pick UC in that game, but we'll see. Uh, University Christian against Parker, Coach.
0: Yeah, so Parker's really been playing well defensively. They've struggled a little bit offensively. You see getting Oral Gray back off the injury. Had a big game last week, first one back. Missed, I want to believe, three games. Mm -hmm. Uh, Gives them a little added dimension. And, and I think offensively, they're really solid now, especially bringing Oral back. And uh, I, I like you in that one, but I think Terry Parker will really give, a, give him a good game tonight.
1: All right, last one for you, and then we'll let you go. We'll come back at the Blitz Scoreboard Show uh, at 9 o'clock tonight until 10.30. We show live action, uh, more Kevin Sullivan analysis, uh, scores and highlights and talk with coaches coming on. And these two coaches will be on the show, Reigns and rebalt because they play the Northwest Classic tomorrow afternoon at 3 uh, o'clock. And... It's just a tremendous – you talk about tremendous atmospheres. If, if I were to say – I get this question a lot. It's like, hey, Brent, where should I go watch a high school game? want to go watch a high school game. Well, you could have gone to Creekside-Bartram Trail last week. Right. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Talking to mm-hmm. almost 10,000 people. Uh, you go to Baker County tonight against Ed White, the place is going to be rocking, and that is high school football to the core. Right. Uh, no doubt. Uh, well, tomorrow, go watch that game. It, it is rains and reball. It is festive. It, it is electric. It's usually, a, it doesn't matter who's better. <laughs> it's hey, one of hey, those yeah. games. I mean, it's really good. We'll talk again. We'll talk to go, both coaches tonight to, to preview it. That's coming up on the Blitz Scoreboard Show at 9 o'clock. But uh, did you ever, I mean, obviously you were coaching at Jackson. You're coaching on all these Friday nights. But this game's always been on Saturday. Did you ever sneak over to that game and uh, be a part of it just to kind of witness it?
0: Oh, yeah. snuck over early on in, when I first got here. Uh, just to witness it. The thing that's cool about that, it doesn't really matter, records. You could, you could throw records out. You can throw everything out. It, it is just such an amazing atmosphere um, as far as high school football, as far as communities coming together to celebrate the kids. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's going to be a lot of fun. And, you know, Rebolt, they're can. they they're pretty much done once the season ends uh, after week 11 and Reigns has already clinched the district. But Reboot would love to do nothing better than to stick it on them guys and get it going. Whether they do it or not, I don't know. But uh, I think it's always a lot of fun when those two get together.
1: Well, I, I think you're right, too. I mean, again, we've seen this game before where it is uh, – you would think, like – I. I would- I think it might even have been, like, state championship year for Reigns where, where they right. lost the rebounds. Like, really? They lost that game? I'm surprised. Well, that's the nature of this game. Like, that, it's kind of the cliche of, throughout the records. Uh, and I love how they really advertise this game and push this game. I think it's a 52nd edition of the Northwest Classic. Two schools, two teams, one family. They call it a family reunion. Uh, and that's really the nature of it. Uh, I'm telling you, if you haven't been to it, if you want to do something on a Saturday afternoon, Reigns-Reball game, it's it's uh, really a cool experience. So uh, make sure you get there. We'll talk more about that one, Coach, tonight uh, right. coming up on the Blitz Scoreboard Show. Have a good rest of the night. We'll see you at 9 o'clock. Okay, we'll see you at 9. Thanks. All right, that's uh, Kevin Sullivan, our Hall of Fame coach, and a lot to uh, digest tonight on the Blitz Scoreboard Show. We're week 9 of the high school season. Uh, they're even a step ahead up there in Georgia as well. Uh, we've got a lot of cool storylines, this RPI thing. That is happening. By the way, it's happening in class 5A through 8A, uh, so it's a little different in the lower classifications. But these games really matter late in the season. Uh, Very few. In fact, I think it's only two teams that have clinched right now, and that is Columbia and Reigns. So those are the only two teams that have clinched a spot because of district championships. Outside of that, it's wide open all across the area, which makes for some cool storylines and some good football games on a beautiful Friday night in Northeast Florida. The Blitz coming up at 10.30 on Fox 30 for a half hour. Uh, But before that, we have the Blitz scoreboard show, 9 until 10.30, and uh, we look forward to giving you some live action from around the area, including some of the fantastic finishes. We are talking about red zone earlier. Think red zone for high school football. It's tonight on the Blitz Scoreboard Show. You can listen to it on ESPN 690. We think you get the most of it, though, if you watch it on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, or Twitch, because that's what you really want to do. All of our high school football coverage presented by... Baker Sports. We appreciate their support and also the University of North Florida Ospreys. Make sure to go visit UNFOspreys.com for schedules, results and also season tickets, men's and women's basketball right around the corner. We'll be back on ESPN 690.
4: been awesome uh, Nick and
3: uh, Masher have been awesome for us um, you know they've the practices and the systems are a little different but uh, the guys have caught on really quick to that and um, you know it's just good they're younger coaches and um, I think that you know all the guys have been really enjoying uh, their presence here and you know what what they bring into the team and it, um, the past two weeks during training camp has been has been really fun and hard we've been working hard and uh, like I said we're just ready to get going.
1: That's the Iceman, but who is it? Aaron Nazarian. He uh, was the uh, leading scorer last year for the Iceman, wasn't he? Yeah, 51 points. Don't mess with me. I didn't know I was. Jacksonville Iceman, get going tomorrow night. I saw somebody tweet this last night. I think there was NHL, NBA, Major League Baseball, NFL all on at the same time. I mean, it's that time of year, uh, which is cool. Obviously, baseball will only be on for another week and a half or so. Yep. Uh, And... Uh, football, we got plenty of time. NHL, NBA, but there are a lot of other sports too. I, th- I think I read at some point like you could you could have liked anything. I was trying to think of who who it was. Uh, let me see if I can find it real quick. Um, hang with me here while we're, we get into this. Uh, any chance the Red Sox win tonight?
3: Uh, yeah, I think there's a chance. There's always a chance. Nathan Evaldi's pitching. Yeah, I like Evaldi here. Um, Astros have been good at home during the playoffs, so they have they're three and one at home but that one could turn into a 2 and that 2 could turn into a 3.
1: Overall, the Red Sox have hit better in Houston than they did at Fenway. There
3: you go. That's really the, un,
1: the you know, the crazy thing about the last couple of days is Fenway Park is is a legit advantage. And the Red mm-hmm. Sox bats took Fenway Park out of it because the the way to get a crowd in is not by strikeouts by your pitcher, you know. It's not Chris Sale walking off the mound yelling into his glove. The way to get the crowd going crazy and on their feet which they want to be on, at Fenway all the time, uh, they're willing to not sit down the entire game, is to hit it over the green monster. And they just, they didn't do it. Like, I always say this, like, in our Little League world, Travel League world, you get moms and dads. and be like, man, the kids looked like they had no energy today. I was like, well, they had three hits today. Uh, it says nothing, they didn't, like, not have energy because they forgot to eat lunch or have a snack. They got it because they scored no runs. Okay, yeah. it's hard to have energy in baseball when you score no runs, but it's like the it's the age old thing, and, and everybody that's done travel ball, little league, whatever, kind of is, is shaking their head. Yeah, uh, yep, I've said that. That's we said that. We've all said that. Like, it's a really good we call. get that all the time. It's like the kids, I wonder why the kids played so great today or, or had so much energy this morning, but they didn't have energy this afternoon. It's not because it's ninety degrees. It's because they scored twelve runs this morning and they scored one this afternoon. It's it's baseball. That, that's where your energy comes from, is by people running around the bases and touching home plate. <laughs> like, that's it. And that's where the energy in the, in the stadiums come from. Energy with the dugout comes from. You notice how when they strike out the side, they don't put Nathan Avaldi in the cart and run him down the dugout in the Red Sox? No, but when a guy hits should. a home run, they do. Yeah. That's why, all right? Because there's energy. Yeah. Uh, so, anyway, the Red Sox need to hit. And they took yeah. Fenway Park out of it because they couldn't hit for two games. They could, they're good enough to find their... The only thing that would scare me if I'm Houston is the fact that we know the Red Sox can't hit. Everybody knows that. Uh, can they silence the bats one more day? Can they stay kind of in a semi-slump? Or do they now break out of it for two games in a row and start hitting grand slams again? Like, but I just think the Red Sox are dead. I think Houston's a better team. Uh, the one thing that surprised me is... I'll say this, too. Braves fans nervous today. Should be. I don't think they should be. Should be. No, nah, I don't. I don't. I, th- I think I under- I'm i going to just do this from an outside-looking-in standpoint. Uh, I'm not a Braves fan, not a Dodgers fan. Like, I really don't care who wins. Mm-hmm. I'd actually, I would like, if I'm being honest, I'd like to see the Braves go. I'm kind of tired of the Dodgers and the Astros, and I said this yesterday. I think people could be tired of the Red Sox. Can't be tired of the Braves. I mean, I haven't been to the World Series since 1999. So I think they're a nice story going there. Um, I think Freddie Freeman's awesome. I think there's a lot of nice things about the Braves. But from the outside looking in, yes, you blew a 3-1 lead last year. The Dodgers are good enough to overcome a 3-1 lead. Uh, The critical game is probably coming up. But I still feel good about the Braves and what they have and what they've done in this series. Don't lose track of being up 3-1 with three to play. I mean, the Dodgers had to win that game. They were at home. Mm -hmm. Uh, And they did. You know, Chris Taylor had an unbelievable day. I know they have Max Scherzer going, but Max Scherzer's not unbeatable. The Braves can beat them. And then I would still feel pretty good if I'm the Braves in Game 7, even though it feels like I would have lost the momentum. So I just think that the Braves, I understand where you're coming from because you just saw it last, year, last week. And 3-1 is totally different to come back from than so many other scenarios. Sometimes even 2-0 is harder to come back from than 3-1, even though it's still a two-game discrepancy and you have more games left. Because 3-1, when you do win that 3-2 game, and then if you can get game six, you feel like, oh, your chest is puffed out now, and you're like, we got all the momentum. Sure. So I understand it, and, and, uh, but I just am not scared yet if I'm the Braves. I- I'm scared the way the game looks in game six. If you get thumped and the Dodgers' bats come to life, I'd be scared. But the Braves proved so much to me in game four, bouncing back from the way they blew game three, that I'm, I'm, I'd be okay, Braves. I think you got the moxie to do this. I think you got the experience to do it from last year. And I think, while you're not the better team, I don't know if the Dodgers are that much better than you. So, don't worry, Braves. You still got this. You're going to the World Series, in my opinion. How about that? Shouldn't have said it. I just want to make Braves fans feel good going into the weekend. (laughs) Shouldn't have said it. (laughs) I'm on a roll lately, just to let you know. I'm undefeated on Thursday nights. I picked Rory McIlroy to win the golf tournament last week. That was incredible, yeah. I mean, you might want to listen to me. Uh, Real quick, okay, so I found this. Timothy Burke uh, put this out. At 9 o'clock Eastern tonight, the following sports will be in action on television. This was last night. Okay. NFL, MLB, NHL, NBA, NCAA football, U.S. women's national team. Uh, CONCACAF, is that how you say that, league? Yep. (laughs) I thought I knew how to say it. I was just checking. NCAA hockey, NCAA soccer, NCAA volleyball, USA curling, Canadian Premier League. What the hell is that? Late model dirt series. And shortly after the PGA Tour from Japan,
3: yeah, I, that's what I watched.
1: That's a pretty good Thursday in sports. I didn't watch any of the... Oh, I did watch football. Did you watch the Canadian Premier
3: League? <laughs> no, sir. <laughs> what is that? Is I, that soccer? I would guess. <laughs> I stayed up at 1130 when Golf Channel went into coverage of the Zozo Championship, and I watched that for a bit. By the way, you're doing okay, right? In life? Oh, no,
1: no. no i not worried about your life right now. I'm worried about your golf pick. Yeah, KH lees he's a
3: baller, man. he I thought he was three under after nine. What did he finish? Not three under. Oh, do you give some back? K. H. Lee's a big. I'm gonna birdie every hole, or I'm gonna bogey every hole. Oh, uh, he's an all or nothing guy. He's an all or nothing, and that's why I respect him. That's why I'm a fan of him. He'll get it done. Two more days to play. What do we
1: got? More cow. Oh, he finished under par. Good. He's top twenty right now.
3: We're tied. We're both. We're both t twenty, I believe. Okay. I do not know where Higo is. Higo. Um,
1: I know we gotta go, but. Uh... Oh, yeah, he's tied 70. Oh, boy, plus eight. I told you. I tried to tell him. I tried to tell him. That's Austin's guy. All right, we'll be back. Blitz Scoreboard Show coming up 9 o'clock tonight on ESPN 690. High school football coverage all night long. And, uh, of course, we have Florida State Seminoles on ESPN 690. Tomorrow they go for a win number three in a row. But we'll see you tonight for High School Football. Blitz Scoreboard Show, 9 o'clock. Can't wait to see you then. Have a good rest of your night. Have a good weekend, everybody.